Welcome to the NASCAR live chat with Ham the Engine Man. On the phone with us, we're going to have Dickie Dennis. He is the guy that climbed the fence at Richmond International Speedway in 2014 during the race and was obviously kicked out of the race and banned. So we're going to talk to him. It should be a really funny conversation. If you don't know me, I'm a 25-year NASCAR engine builder, retired seven-year jack man with NASCAR from 95 to 2001, and I'm the owner of Hamscapes Landscaping Equipment and Repair Company and radio personality here at 92.9 and 550 WAME in Statesville, North Carolina. Today, we're going to talk about the iNASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational race that Denny Hamlin won. It was held on March the 22nd, and it was at Homestead Miami Speedway. Okay, well, let's see how that works. Uh, so, why don't you tell Tell us your story about what happened with you in uh, Richmond in 2014, right? What went down was there's like four guys that when you see one of us, you see all of us, just like the Joe Boys, you know? Hell yeah. Here, here in my hometown, and we were going to make it like a bachelor's party. One of my buddies was getting married that weekend, and one of the guys went out and purchased tickets for all of us. and We went up there, and... Uh, had a pretty good time tailgating and stuff. Wasn't really getting drunk because I really like to enjoy the, enough of the race so that I can remember it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Had a few beers. Had a few beers, but I wasn't too tore up and, and, and partaking in other things and stuff. But um, got into the race, and they're always there, you know, um, Dale Jr. fans. Oh, yeah. And um, I, don't, I don't put down on Dale Jr. He's a great driver. He's a really great driver. I personally think he is a hell of an announcer. Right, yeah, I do too. I agree. A commentator, however you want to say that. But uh, this this Dale Jr. fan was sitting directly behind me, and he was poking at me and ragging on me about my Kevin Harvick shirt that I had just got down there at Souvenir Stand. And he messed around and spilled a beer all over the back of my shirt. Oh. And there was getting ready to be a rumble. I turned around and looked at him. I said, the safest place for him was if I was sitting on that damn catch fence. And he said, I didn't have the kindness. So I had to hold my beer moment. Uh, and that's how, that's how it went down. <laughs> I went cruising down the bleachers pretty much at a run because there was a few openings in the seats. You know, you can step on the seats instead of the steps, right? Yeah. I was hauling down out of there and I got right down to the bottom of the grandstands and I noticed the two security had just finished their little patrol they do looking at each other and they had done an about face and was headed away from each other and I seen the window and the cables that are up on from running from one pole to the other is actually what assists me they were um they're super tight they're like three quarter inch galvanized cable maybe three foot apart and just like ladder rungs so you know what i did was pretty simple sort of a retired iron worker i did quite a bit of steel climbing in my life i've repelled out of helicopters for uncle sam and my army gig that i did no fear of heights God. the only thing i fear is that the lord's not gonna let me in heaven boss <laughs> that's all I fear and I'm working on making sure I'm respectable and he'll do that I didn't realize you were in the military yeah I did 20 years for our country I was in the army I started out my first permanent duty was with the 101st in Fort Campbell, Kentucky and I transferred from there to Fort Riley, Kansas and went to a retraining brigade there after that I got stationed in Fort Ord, California where I was like in a ready react unit we got deployed a lot we we traveled a whole lot. I got to put my hands on the pyramids and the Sphinx over in Egypt. Got a, uh, 
little bit of training done in Alaska at the Northern Warfare Center. Did uh, the Jungle Operations Training Center in Panama. Wow. I wouldn't take none of it back. I got a little few things I deal with with a therapist through the VA occasionally, but, you know, I'm good. Tracy says, what What was his MOS? 11 B 10 and I had a secondary MOS of 63 Tango. They don't call it that now. They've changed all the acronyms. I was a Bradley mechanic. I had my own recovery vehicle. I would go out and pick up broke down Bradley's, hook to them like a wrecker and pull them out of harm's way and stuff. That's pretty cool. My primary MOS was 11B. That's infantry. I was a bush beater, bullet blocker, ground pounder, whatever you want to call it. You know, they taught they, they teach us how to kill people in so many stupid different ways. Most, most of the time when you walk up on a tool in the garage and you're thinking about how you're going to work on an engine with it, I'm thinking about how deadly it could be upside somebody's head. And, oh. and that, that's what they're working on with me at the VA to try to yeah. make that go away. Oh, I see. Yeah. Not to see everything as a weapon. I got you. She said, uh, Tracy uh, said her son was an EO, EOD. Yeah, right? that's fun. Yeah. That's explosives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, I, 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 that's that's that, that was one of my my downfalls in the military. I love to mess with the pyros too much. Oh yeah. Yeah, simulators, hand grenades, flares. They got these parachute flares that are really cool that I would like to have when I go kayaking at night. A parachute flare. You just shoot the flare up and a parachute pops out. You know, it's about the size of um, it's a, it's about the size of a Gatorade bottle. And you take the top off and put it on the bottom and slap it. It's a primer. Oh. And it's like a, a, a Roman candle, sort of, right? Okay. And when it gets up, maybe about two, 300 feet in the air, it illuminates. And at the same time, a little small parachute keeps it drifting so you can see what's illuminated out in front of you if enemies approaching. And mm. Yeah, they're really cool. Oh, wow. Very cool. So, <laughs> man, that's interesting. Uh, Rachel said, thank you for your service. Awesome. Thank you for protecting America. River, thank you for your courage and service. When people tell me that, you know what I tell them back? I say thank you for caring. Caring enough to acknowledge that I, at one time, signed my life away to protect the idiots you see on the TV now. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, it's a touchy subject. I I understand. Uh, Steve Baker says, actually, the engineers blow up crap. The EOD keep it from blowing up. <laughs> EODs go out there and they make it not blow up is correct. I think she, he's probably commenting to uh, Tracy's comment. <laughs> explosive ordnance disposal, basically, yeah. So that's what it was. Well, very cool, man. Are you able to tune in tonight? I will be able to play this back, though, right? Yes, you will. And, uh, well, however long we stay on there, however long you stay on there, sign back in. But uh, let me let me tell you um, what happened when they got the cuffs on me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see the rest of that story. They, they, they came over there, and I got up on the fence. If you've seen the video, when I throw my arms out and I'm looking like Jesus, yeah. that's when I realized I had left my phone up in the bleachers. I wanted to get I wanted to get a selfie when Keselowski and Harvick were coming out of turn three into turn four. You would not believe the amount of wind on top of that fence from the race cars. <laughs> it is wild up there. Anyways, I sit up there. They brought out the caution, and I figured, okay, damage done. Get down. Now the cops are down there. This one female cop, she's giving me the finger to come down. And so I come on down. Five of them grabbed me and made me motionless until they got the cuffs on me. Took me back up under the bleachers to a little primary holding cell they got back there. This um, police officer gave me a bottle of water while I was cuffed, set it on her golf cart. She testified in court I tried to drown myself with that bottle of water hand. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, I'm handcuffed. So she's sitting on the golf cart. I got the lid off of it, you know, with my mouth and everything. And I picked it up with my mouth and turned my head back, drinking the water. And she come out of the little office there and grabbed it. And when she grabbed it, she squeezed the bottle. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Got you it. know, and I got to choke, choking up. And she testified in court. I tried to drown myself with a bottle of water. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. That's the real deal. That's what happened. Yeah. I ended up with 45 days consecutive locked up in uh I was in, like, solitude because I, I had um, anxiety medications I was taking and they didn't want me in general population. And, um, like, $7,000 worth of court costs and fines and stuff. But it's all behind me now. Even I mean, it's five years. I'm looking at five years if I ever put foot on that property again. But I've already gone five years of races without that place. I would think maybe um, all the NASCAR fans that thought it was so cool would get together and get a petition to see if, <laughs> you know, some Dickie Dennis could get back into the Richmond race. But yeah. right down the road, I got Martinsville. I got Bristol right over here, you know. There you go. I don't have to. I don't have to go to Richmond. I got it. I got an NHRA drag racing track, fifteen minutes from my house. All right. So, is there like a statute of limitations? Like, let's say you got ten years behind you, and then you can go back, or do they just say never again? No, it's 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 banned for life. Okay, I thought I'd remember you life, saying that. But what I heard though is that <laughs> now Richmond's under new ownership or something oh. because of some NASCAR sanctioning that that went down or whatever. Something, something, I might not be saying it right. Somebody bought out some stuff, and Richmond was one of those tracks. And I was thinking, now it's under new ownership. But see, that's not even going to matter. It's the county mm -hmm. of Henrico. Oh, okay. That court ordered me to stay off of their property, and that includes the amphitheater for all the concerts, the convention center that's up there that does the boat shows, the gun shows. I can't do none of that on their property no more. Oh, my gosh. All right, so if y'all are just tuning in, I'm talking to River Rat, alias. He was the one that climbed a fence at Richmond in 2014, got arrested there, and he's been banned for life, which is pretty funny. I mean, really, you could uh, you could use a different name, or I'm sure they don't have a wanted poster around there for you. Don't let this guy uh, the in. Thing, the, thing, the thing remains, though, is that if someone does recognize me yes. i'm looking at five years oh i got you yeah it'd be a federal crime maybe or so <laughs> i got you uh, <laughs> it's I not know, worth it man i was thinking that they could use it as a publicity deal and make a lot of money off of it and be happy and not be punishing me so much yeah true <laughs> but they don't want to do that i mean you know with the eye racing and stuff yeah it's virtual nobody could get hurt they can have four or five fence climbers in that thing <laughs> so i saw you, know? you yeah i saw you comment about you see me climbing a fence or something or, or even that Steve even Baker. When i said about throwing beer bottles and stuff you know let the fans get into it somehow yeah right that's true that's a good point if they could figure out a way to let the fans throw some uh Beer bottles, I mean, but not, not, you know, not just about me climbing a fence or whatever. I'm more, you know, I'm interested more about you know fan participation. Well, how about let the fans uh, change tires or do the jack or something like that instead something of something, like that, something you know, constructive <laughs> or spot even, or even yeah, even 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 have it so that you know you could have a right in fan from wherever you know. Some guy's been sitting here playing this thing 
four or five years, and now he wants to race with the big dogs. You know, like back in the day when y'all was racing, if you could afford to have a car to race, you can qualify. You could race, right? Right. You know, just have it so, you know, I mean, you got to limit the field to 43 cars, but if Joe Smoke off of the street outdrove one of the guys that qualified in NASCAR, I mean, let him race. Yeah. It's just a simulator. Yeah. I mean, they do it in the movies, too. So, And then Terry Quinn says, River Rat, W-A-M-E, loyal listener. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Yes, uh, yes he is. Uh, Thank to, thanks to Terry. Terry introduced me to y'all. Very cool. And I, and I was like, oh, yeah, man. Because y'all's station plays the kind of music I used to be riding down the road listening to with my daddy. Me and my daddy be riding now. Just me and my daddy. Yeah, I hear that a Same lot. Type different music. people. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. His favorite, his favorite was Red River Valley. Oh yeah, I love that. I love it. Uh, Marty Robbins' version of that is yes, sir. excellent. Uh, so, uh, C. Baker says them virtual hot dogs at Martinsville are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet, right? <laughs> oh gosh, the old red uh, Martinsville hot dogs. Oh, red. Anyway. I've never had one. Yeah, you have to go get never one. Never had one. I've been to Martinsville, but I, I I have not had one. I was I got tickets for Martinsville. A bunch of us. There's another um, NASCAR Facebook group called Untamed, mm-hmm. and uh, they, there's a lot of bashing of drivers that go in there, and a lot of adult cutting up in there and stuff. But there's a a gang of us from that group that get together and meet at Richmond more or less every year. But um, we were going to go to Martinsville this year, and it don't look like that's going to happen. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Everybody's already got your tickets. So I'm thinking that if I can't do Martinsville, my birthday's the weekend of Darlington. There you go. What a better way to spend the birthday, man. Get banned from Darlington, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. All right. It's well, a joke. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I know so, man. Because you just, well, it'd just be another county. You know, you got how many more counties to go in North Carolina? Well, at least, I mean, you come to North Carolina. No, Darlington, Darlington, South Carolina. Yes, Darlington, South Carolina. So I've only, I only know that there's, uh, I believe there's a hundred in North Carolina, but I don't know about South Carolina. So unless NASCAR really just goes ahead and decides, hell, we don't want you at none of our races no more. Yeah, that could be too. <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll see how it goes. All right. Well, thanks so much for calling, man. And, yeah, um, get back, get back with me, and we'll discuss that kayak and say in the near future. I'm, I'm going this Wednesday to check on a few things, but uh, you hit me up and uh, we'll get it laid out and planned out. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Talk to you later. Have a good evening, all y'all. All right. You too, man. Thanks, Eva. All right, very cool. That was uh, our uh, buddy. Yeah, I'll just say River Rat for now because I think he he just has his alias on here. But he does tune into WAME Radio uh, pretty much every day, especially in the evenings. That was good. That was entertaining because uh, he's been through some experiences there, and I always wanted to hear the rest of the story. And there he got it. On March seventeenth, NASCAR and iRacing formed the eNASCAR Racing iRace Pro International Series, an exhibition of sorts of NASCAR talented and most popular drivers until the cars get back on the actual nascar racing track some of the drivers that are involved in it are dale jr and kyle bush denny hamlin clint boyer kyle larson and christopher bell to name just a few so i want to get y'all's opinion on it what do you think about the iRacing? i mean i honestly think i've done it before actually and it was a lot of fun it's realistic i've been in a nascar race car going around the track and to me it was to me it was pretty realistic so um of course you did you know when the wrecks happen you can hit a reset and you can start the car basically you get a fresh car and start back again 
NASCAR and iRacing have an unprecedented history in the esports space. Currently in the 11th season of the longest running officially sanctioned esports racing series, it features 40 of the best sim racers in the world competing for more than $300,000, one of the richest payouts in esports racing competition. So William Byron and Ty Majeski have sim racing backgrounds. Byron Hamlin and Austin Dillon have esports teams that compete in e-NASCAR racing series. The racing simulator platform is often used by NASCAR drivers to prepare for a race. So, um, and like I said, some of those drivers, Byron and Hamlin and, and Austin Dillon, they, uh, I think that that actually helped them to do better in NASCAR. Um, Rachel says, you got to love the part about NASCAR. You can go up to any fan and enjoy some funny stories and good company. Very true. And, you know, I could see um, River Rat says, I can't bring myself to watch a uh, simulation. It's definitely different. I mean, it's not like the real thing, obviously. But what I was going to say was, I wonder if some of these other sports will take note. You know, they can dig it on and play simulated basketball and baseball and football and whatever. The deal there is you you can't have but so many players at one time. Like in an e-racing, you can have, you know, a 40-car field versus baseball or football. Denny Hamlin, he won the uh, race this past weekend, and he sent $5,000 to COVID-19 relief. Garrett Smithley started from the pole. Timmy Hill had the car to beat for the majority of the race, but in closing laps, Dale Jr. and Denny Hamlin put on a show. The Jimmy Johnson brought out the first caution of the lap 15, getting together with Kurt Busch. Uh, it was kind of amusing seeing some of the veteran drivers getting into these wrecks and maybe kind of not really doing all that well. But of course, Denny Hamlin did very well and Dale Jr. But Jimmy Johnson brought out the first caution on lap 15 after getting together with Kurt Busch. There were two more cautions out by lap 30. Virtual crowd went wild when Jr. took the lead. By lap 39, Kurt Hamlin and Parker Klingerman got together. Lap 45, Yellow was out for Eric Jones. And with eight laps remaining, Hill took the lead. Being challenged by Jr., they swapped the lead back and forth, and Jr. took over. Hamlin took his car high and passed Jr. on a final lap. So Kevin Harvick and Fox Sports will match Hamlin, making it a total of 15 thousand dollars so they ran out the top five dale jr finished second to hamlin timmy hill chase briscoe and garrett smithley in fifth place all right so any comments about that uh terry says rachel i tipped over my feet and had a cherry funnel cake go flying through the air it landed on a man's white t-shirt Ooh, i left that part about denny uh tell nascar oh river rat says i left out the part about denny tell nascar all right and then river rat says that if i wanted to play in traffic they should let me <laughs> You know, you could actually have your own Frogger episode. Get out there on the track and, and try to dodge race cars and call it. What can we call that? River Rat and, and Frogger. We'll think about that. So congratulations to, to uh, Dale and Amy Earnhardt and big sister Isla on the announcement that they are expecting their second child. Uh, due to the coronavirus, all testing not pertaining to the next-gen car is banned until further notice. This includes not limited to wind tunnels, climate climatic tunnels, 7-8 posters, KNC rigs, driver simulations, etc. NASCAR President Steve Phelps had a teleconference on March 17th to talk to reporters regarding the season, financial aid for teams, and more. Uh, NASCAR intends to run every points race, the all-star race, and plan to run every postponed race before the playoffs. The races that have been made up are on the same geographical area, so it should be easy to pull off. It could be midweight races or double hitters. So, yeah, River Rat says Biffles has a new son. Um, yeah, and Biffle, actually, when he came back and raced, he was doing pretty good. I'm expecting my second child, Steve Baker, should be here tomorrow. <laughs> Steve, where do you come up with this stuff, man? You are a trip. All right, so 
Tracy says, I saw the video Amy posted when she broke the news to Junior. It was funny. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah, we'll have to, to go back and watch that. All right, the cup playoffs began September 6th at Darlington. Phelps said, it's in consideration to run races without fans. They'll look, they'll work with health officials and infectious disease professionals on having races without or with fans. I mean, you look at it like this. If they're doing this iRacing right now, they're, they, you know, on iRacing, you see a lot of fans in the stands. But obviously, there's not fans in the stands, but they're at home watching on TV and on the Internet. So, you know, um, why couldn't they do just go run the races without the fans? I mean, if they have to get them in, you know. So we'll see how that works out. They want to make sure all the teams get through this. He says, as for the 2021 next-gen car, they are pushing through and forward. This is the only the second time in the, this century that races have been delayed for anything more than rain after that was after September 11th in 2001. And that wasn't much because I was traveling then. Um, but, you know, the well, I was talking about having not having the fans in the stands and going racing anyway. You also have to look at the teams and the crew members and the people, that, you know, working in the shop, obviously, that are not. They don't have a job to do right now. So that's the kinds of things that, you know, if they could, if they were at least going racing, they would be using the engines, using the cars, and then that would give those guys, get them back to work. So the Wood Brothers, a NASCAR team in Stewart, Virginia, took donations throughout the week on their website to buy iPads to donate to Blue Ridge Therapy Connections and the Landmarks Center in Stewart. These tablets would also would allow residents to video chat with their families while facilities are locked down because of the concerns of the virus as of Saturday, John Wood, senior vice president and co-owner of the Wood Brothers, said the team raised more than 33500 enough for the 200 tablets so far. And thanks to the 1,251 individual donations, John said he was literally uh, blocked from sites like Amazon, eBay, Target, and Best Buy as he ordered so many in a short time, they probably thought he was buying them to resell. Over 200 tablets for 15 facilities. I believe it's gone up a little more than that uh, as of now. So I hope everybody's staying safe out there through all this. You know, it's kind of craziness. I don't even know what to think at this point. Uh, that whole, The whole coronavirus epidemic, pandemic now, because it's a worldwide thing. Uh, basically, they say, wash your hands. If you don't have um, a way to wash your hands, use hand sanitizer. I don't know. And drink warm water, that kind of stuff. All right, so 1979... Daytona 500 Hilt. Who else was watching that race? It was February 18th, 1979. As I said, I was eight years old. But that race, you know, 1979, Daytona 500, uh, the pole sitter, Buddy Baker, it's his first qualifying win at a speed of 196. Uh, prior to this, this this was the first live televised race. Like, they, they did it from start to finish live versus having it taped and then showing it at a different time. Dale Earnhardt Sr. making his first Daytona 500. Notable notable drivers who failed to make that race that day were James Hilton, Morgan Shepard, and future Hall of Famer Bill Elliott. How about that? Yes, Steve Baker, number 11. The, uh, that year, 37 cars failed to qualify, withdrew, or made driver changes, meaning there were 78 cars who attempted to make that race. This year, all the cars made the race. I mean, that kind of shows you the contrast in, in that year to now the most laps led was donnie allison with 93 of the 200 donnie was second car starting on the front row and he had an engine failure back then there were no penalties for engine failures you can change the engine and go back out and race and so that's what they did also what helped the, the viewership on that race that was there was a booster in the viewership there was a major snowstorm that hit the northeast and the midwest states with 21 inches of snow back then tv only had three channels yes I can second that. I lived in Charlotte, lived right beside the airport, 
and uh, down where Home and Moody uh, race shop is. And yeah, we had three channels, four at the most. I could climb up here on that trailer, turn that antenna, and I could aim it down towards, let's say, Spartanburg, South Carolina direction, and I could pick up another channel, just barely though. And then, of course, you turn that little knob. So yeah, I ended up watching that back then. So what I'm going to do is put a little bit of a, a biography together, a little video, and, and then then I'll introduce it. And I'll actually put it like up here in one of the cards, and then y'all can watch it next time. If you want to uh, check out my website, dhamiam.com, and you can see all the links to the different things there, some of my videos. And uh, thanks, everybody, so much for tuning in. All right, but everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, y'all have a uh, great rest of the week. And I'll see you next time. All right. So have a good night.